Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther. And let me also welcome you to the second inning of the game. The second inning began shortly after Joe Biden took office. The second inning, as you know, because you're in the middle of it now, is about distracting the right with nonsense so that the right-wing personalities will lead you to the proper reaction, which then prevents you from ever acquiring power by organizing and getting focused like a laser beam on the things that truly matter. You know what truly matters is right outside your front door, and you know what does not truly matter is the storylines that we are led to by both sides of the political elite working hand-in-hand to share their access to the gold coins sitting in the middle. They don't want you to have them, they don't want me to have them, and they don't want anyone new to innovate a new way to do anything. Because once you have control of systems that work for you, you're in the driver's seat of an easy life, luxury, and all the things that you need to do to prevent anyone from taking that from you is distract them. That is the name of the game. That's what people do in professional life as well. You'll, I've said this in the past in the in previous episodes, but there are two kinds of people you're, you'll encounter in your professional life. You'll encounter the person who really does care about cultivating the people who are going to come after. They care about rising up through the ranks, new, talented folks who, whether it's in film or business or any line of work, essentially, you're trying to train the younger generation. But the power is consolidated, so you don't want to train the younger generation to replace you. You want to train the younger generations to maintain the system as it is. Now, the system is heavily dependent on consumers, and America has always been the consumer class that decided so many things globally based on our buying power. That has been offset and taken from us and moved over to China, and the Chinese people now have that power to decide the way fashions, trends, all the things that were American-made in the past that were intellectual in nature are gone. So we don't have manufacturing, we don't have cultural power, our elites have sold out the country, so what do we have? What are we left with? We're left with each other. That's it. But that is a lot, because it's everything. Me and you working together to build a better world is so much more powerful than me and you reacting to the lies that one side puts out so the other side will spin its tires in mud. But the difference between we the people and them the elites is how we define a better future. When the left, the organized group of people that consist of leftists and folks who call themselves conservative, when they work together to divide us away from our real true goals that would help us, it's because they have another definition of what a better future will be. That definition is always something that they can manage. That's what it is. It's we need to progress to this marginalized group being put on top that used to be on the bottom because it enables them the ability to manage something over time. The government is essentially a meddler. It meddles in people's business and it creates problems that weren't there before so that it can provide those solutions. Government meddling wasn't something that was so prevalent not too long ago. And the reason is 
culture has significantly changed. We all talk about woke culture, and we all talk about people who are too sensitive. I am part of Generation X, and when I was a child, we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But we also used to say, let it go in one ear and right out the other. That was kind of a way of reminding us not to remember the things that are bothersome, and also not to be bothered by things that aren't truly problems. Because if you think about it, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will, will, will never hurt me. That's true. So how did the government meddle through media to make it so that names will actually hurt people? I know sophisticated, intelligent adults who get attacked on Twitter and feel the assault of words, almost proving that what we used to say is not true, but it actually is. You're just made to care so much through the culture and through the way that storytelling has created a victim class. You're made to be participate in that when you really don't have to. You can say anything you want, and it's negative, and it can be the most ridiculous thing of all, racist, hateful, it doesn't matter. It's just words. It shouldn't hurt anyone. Why is everyone so afraid of words? Because words, as the left knows, become thoughts that then turn into action. So they have rained down all these words to create all these victims, and the evidence is clear. It's worked. Storytelling has created a victim class, and a victim class is this generational group of people who are literally shaking in their boots sometimes by what somebody has said, a total stranger. That's bizarre to me. Now, if someone comes running at you with a baseball bat, that's different. That's an aggressive form of assault that's actually going to hurt. But if someone says you're uh, a racial name or they attack your sexuality or whatever, that's meaningless. And everyone knows it. And it has no power or no impact whatsoever. Like the words I'm saying now, you can't see them, you can hear them. They're coming out of my mouth and they're disappearing into the ether. Words don't really do anything to people, but they motivate people. And so, because we've been cultivated into this victim class, the words that are the opposite of the victim class have a special weight now, and they have a special importance, and they suddenly feel like they're necessary. So, that's kind of one of the ways that I think they draw us into being radicalized without being truly radicals. Because true radicals would put their nose to the grindstone and figure out how to overturn a system that lies to both sides. But to be radicalized is to echo the insanities that both sides want you to so the problems increase so the government can provide the solutions. We're suckers. We have to stop being suckers. It's not hard. Face the music. We've been duped over and over again. And a terrific way to become unduped is to return to the sayings that stimulate the right thought inside someone's mind. There's a reason why we're so agitated now. It's because everything goes in one ear. It never goes out the other. It goes in one ear and it's added to the other lie. And then another lie goes in one ear. And they all build up in your head until you explode. That explosion, based on lies, would never happen if somebody unclogged the drain and things went in one ear and out the other. Let's repopularize the idea 
that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names shall never hurt me. And all things that are said that are negative, they will go in one ear and out the other, so that they don't collect and poison our collective brains. It's a survival instinct that has been taken away through storytelling. It has been moved aside, but it still exists and it's still true. Have two people stand across from each other in a boxing match, shouting names and obscenities at one another, and let me know when someone's knocked out. Let me know when somebody's stumbling around and they can no longer stand up and think for themselves because of what has been said. If somebody does behave that way, and we've seen videos, please believe me, I've seen the videos of the Karens freaking out, of everybody emotionally distraught. You know, we do have a mental illness problem in this country, so you can take every mental situation you find, line those videos up and spoon feed them to the public and make them think there's an epidemic when there isn't. These people need to be told, get up, it's only words. You should let it go in one ear and out the other. That's what we have to do with every lie. You should have a filter in your brain and the, the, the other side automatically opens when it's not something beneficial and true. And you just let it out. Let it go. I'd like to wrap up today's episode with some hard evidence of the manipulation that has finally come out. Enough time has passed since the election was stolen and enough world events have occurred that communism is on the march again around the world. And although we do have people in our government who absolutely on a global level are global communists, ultimately the president of the United States is a paid actor who's going to have to play his part. And the president of the United States part is to work against communism as the free market system that actually liberates people and provides benefits for all mankind. So I present to you Exhibit A of the manipulation It's President Joe Biden, who has been told over and over again he will never, ever, ever condemn communism, and why doesn't he do it? Here he is, saying what the President of the United States must say. Communism is a failed system, a universally failed system, and uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute, but that's another story. I will travel where no man has dared to go. Into the black hole. Why, that's crazy. If you fall in, you never come out. Stretching you from head to toe. Death by black hole. There are monsters out in the cosmos that can swallow entire stars. Inside these equations, there's a monster. Anything that screams too close will be pulled in. Gravity is infinite at the center of a black hole. Time stops. Space makes no sense. Every galaxy has got one big black hole in the middle and millions of smaller black holes. An anomaly of gravity so strange. Nothing is more seductive. Out in the cosmos That can swallow entire stars That can destroy space itself Completely invisible Anything that strains too close Will be pulled in In the last
last century, black holes have gone from being mathematical curiosities to real objects in the cosmos, seemingly crucial to the formation of galaxies. Nothing can escape it, even light. There must be millions and millions of black holes. Millions and millions and millions zipping around our galaxy. Nothing there to light them up. Millions and millions of black holes. Millions and millions and millions zipping around our galaxy. Nothing there to light them up. At the heart of a large black hole is a singularity. It's a singularity. It's a point of infinite density. The accepted laws of physics break down. Break down. Holes form when giant stars run out of fuel and collapse under their own weight. Under their own weight, gun remnants of burned-out stars. Burned-out stars. Truth is stranger than sci-fi. An anomaly of gravity so strange. Nothing is more seductive. There are monsters out in the cosmos. That can swallow entire stars. That can destroy space itself. Completely invisible. Anything that strains too close will be pulled in. Millions and millions of black holes. Zipping around our galaxy. Nothing there to light them up. Millions and millions of black holes. Zipping around our galaxy. Nothing there to light them up. between the known universe and a place beyond the reach of science.